Welcome to the Self Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is the podcast people tune into for in-depth discussions on the latest research from our foremost leaders in self-improvement, so you can be growing and more equipped to live at your fullest capacity in body, mind, and soul. In this episode, I continue the discussion brought forth by Wendy Smith and the message in her book with Marianne Lewis, Both and Thinking, Embracing Creative Tensions to Solve Your Toughest Problems. Well, here I bring in my frequent co-host, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert, to further unwrap this concept. So Randy and I, we've been best friends for over a decade, and as we grapple and ponder and consider life as business owners, spouses, parents, friends, and followers of God, we so often come to, as Randy's so often said, the bother. I mean, the issues that we deal with on a day-to-day basis are so seldom black and white or right or wrong. So here we again, take the concept head on and talk about how it plays out, has played out and is playing out in our lives in all these roles. So here's talk about how being flexible and considerate of seemingly opposing sides, it often runs a risk of setting double standards, if not coming off looking outright hypocritical. And it often leads us with just what Wendy and Marianne uncovered, a true dilemma instead of an easy answer. And instead of conclusive beliefs to just paint over our lives, we have to be present in the moment and what is at stake in any particular circumstance. It's not efficient. Ultimately, the issue calls us to get very clear on our overall values while being, again, flexible in how we may achieve them. Hey, if you find value from this self-helpful podcast, it'd be great if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and the best thing you can do is talk about what you hear with someone else. You can connect with me, find me at my website or social media at kevinmiller.co. Next up, Dr. Randy James and I strive to get to the nitty gritty of this both and thinking. So when you came into the coffee shop this morning and asked me what I was reading, it's the song of the bird, Anthony DeMello. So he's a Jesuit priest, Catholic guy and mystic as we looked up the definition for anyway. So I literally read this this morning as we're getting ready to re- to talk about this jump off on, you know, Wendy Smith's uh, and, and Marion's there uh, both and thinking. So check this out. You'll appreciate this. We'll jump from here. It's it's a little vignette on Confucius that Anthony DeMello wrote. And forgive me for all the names. I'm doing my best. You get the point. Pu Shang once said to Confucius, what kind of sage are you that you can say that Yin Hui, another guy, excels you in straightforwardness? That in clarifying things, Tan Mu Tzu is superior to you that Chung Yu is more courageous than you and that Chaun Sun Shi is more dignified than you. If those things are true, he said, then why are these four men your disciples? Confucius replied, Yin Hui knows how to be straightforward, but he does not know how to be flexible. Tan Mu Tzu knows how to clarify things, but he does not know how to give a simple yes or no answer. Chung Yu knows how to be courageous, but he does not know how to be cautious. Chan Sun Shi 
knows how to be dignified, but he does not know how to be unassuming. This is why these four men are glad to study under me. And then Anthony's little writings on this, he says the, the, he references a guy, this guy says a hand that is always open or always closed is how I know. See, you're smiling for you, for those listening to audio, Randy smile, uh, a hand that is always open or always closed is a crippled hand. Mm. A bird that cannot open and close its wings cannot fly. Go. Well, you know who I thought of. Of course I do. (laughs) When, when, uh, the open and closed hands, so often we and our friend Dustin would come to a point where, uh, the picture is we've got one fist closed and one hand open in order to go into the day that, that we wake up in the morning and say with an open hand. And I, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. And I got to get out of bed and go make breakfast and get my kids to school and do the next black and white fork in the road. You go left or right every minute of every day. And at the same time, am I, you know, what's beyond the next fork and the next fork? And am I going in the right direction? And I, gosh, I, I just don't know. <laughs> uh, so, so exactly. And my, uh, so I'll give you my perspective on it. So our, our buddy, Dustin Hibbard, who's one of the guys who ran a retreat center out here called the Potter's Inn where they did soul care. Yeah. That's where you got to know them met, yeah. and, and you introduced them to me. Uh, Dustin is Dustin is now, he, he was a past missionary. He was a bush pilot and he's now back into aviation. He's flying these crazy, I was going to call them missions. It's not a military thing, but, yeah, but all kinds of weird, all stuff. kinds of weird things that people don't even know that people yeah. do. <laughs> so he flies all over the place doing this, but it was Dustin coming, you know, on soul care coming to, I'll just say like a guy like me, who's got, I'm, I got both hands gripping yep. the steering wheel, white knuckled the work. And, and you the, think you like it uh, back then. I, yeah. Well, and, and sometimes I do. I'm yeah. grateful yeah. to be gripping both hands of the, uh, or, or sides of the mountain bike, uh, <laughs> you know, handlebars as I'm, as I'm plummeting down. <laughs> But he was saying, man, just to come by, palms up, palms up. He wasn't even calling us to. He was just sharing his own, you know, palms up to, to relinquish somewhat, to submit to somewhat, to, uh, to take a deep breath. And, and you and I grappling in mm-hmm. that and going to, okay, palms up. But as we leave the coffee shop, man, I got to use one of my hands to grab that doorknob and open the door, granted. Mm-hmm. And you would say, okay, now we talked about this. We've pondered, and yet we've got to get up and go work. And mm-hmm. yeah, as you said, do those things. And so I, it's, it's you that I, in my mind's eye has the one palm up and one palm gripping. And mm-hmm. I like that perspective. It came up in a class I was uh, leading the other day and it was the yoga pose. Son of a gun. What's the warrior pose? I don't and, know. And, and it's, I think it's the warrior pose and it, and it is actually, it's this, you know, yoga stance and one hand's up and one hand is, is, is the other way uh-huh. uh, down. I, I hadn't thought about that. Somebody brought that forward. It's just a great, we're, we're at the both end. And I, that's just why I wanted to talk with you about this because you so often would come in really, as we were discussing functional medicine and health and wellness and you'd say, well, this is good, but over here, this. And you'd say, it's the bother. Yeah. And so you're Dr. James. I want a definitive answer. I want a line. <laughs> and you're going, well, it's, should I eat this or that? Should I exercise that? And you're going, well, depends. And where are we going? On the horizontal, like I just said in my analogy of the, you know, I was picturing a pathway through the woods. I, I can't even see the horizon, 
but I think I'm going north and I think the my destinations in that way and you know left right left right uh and and so if somebody comes in to me and says okay I want to get out of diabetes oh, that clarifies a subset of your life that that where you are right now, you're going to have to turn left and right and left and right in the next few months in order to give your body what it needs to get out of this. Here's the proffered pathway forward. But if somebody else, well, or if that same diabetic person says, I don't care about diabetes, I want to enjoy, I want to be a gourmet cook. We might have an entirely different set of things. And, and, and this person now has to go into the, the dilemma, the tension of well, what's higher? Is it not having diabetes or being able to be a you know South Carolina gourmet cook that's going to have all these kinds of whatever things that might not be you know? Or if we go back to our hot pockets and carrots, there's there could be a time and a place for hot pockets and a better time and a place for carrots. And I think most of us are then going to be grappling with the both and situation. When is the right time for these these things? And in America, and both of us on the professional side of things, we're tr- maybe me even more so on the medical side of things, to be white-knuckled, gripping. Like, you don't want your surgeon to ponder too much. <laughs> Should we cut here or there? <laughs> Left leg or right leg? Like, and, and, so I, and same with your pilot, right? Like, there's a checklist. It's black and white. You know, flaps and wings and whatever those guys do. But at the same time, you you can't go into your marriage with a checklist. Honey, I bought you flowers. I said good morning. What's the problem? Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did. Okay, yeah. well, well, let's bring it to a, a, a literal thing. Because as you, as a functional medicine doctor, when we started working together... I wanted the pillars and I want the lines and I want the truth and I want the black and whites, right and wrong, good, bad, all that kind of stuff that Wendy's helping us think past, right? You used to get so irritated. Yeah, I can hear you saying that. Okay. I hear we've been talking for an hour, but okay, now go ahead and give me the pillars. Give me the pillars. (laughs) Give Give me the lines. And even looking at pharmaceuticals, okay, okay, medications. So we here in America, we said this a lot, but I'll repeat it again. I mean, we in America in traditional medicine, and I mean, you taught me this, but we can, we can all see this. We tend to take somebody who has a problem. They have a pathology. Something's broken. Something's wrong. So there's an ailment. There's a weakness, a void. And we say, oh my gosh, you've got high blood pressure. Uh, it's really spiked. You need high blood pressure medication. And in that sense, you would say, what a gift. Yeah, that we at have, that point in time, yeah, save your life. High, save your life. And yet in traditional medicine, we would say, so here it is. This is how much you take and go on and you take it for the next 30 years or whatnot. That's not you. No, it. we still have to ask, well, why is the blood we, pressure Well, we high? don't have to ask. Well, you you're do. right. We don't have to ask. We, Depending upon the person, if the person just wants a pill and let me go back to my job because that's my then highest they're value. Not your, then they're not your patient. They're not my patient. Used to be. They used to be, and and I got sick and tired because I would want to help that person see a bigger picture. And many of the many times they just wanted they would say, you know, why get off my back? And other people would say, gosh, I don't want a pill. Well, now we if you don't want a pill and you want to live, then we have to get a little deeper. Why is the blood pressure there? And 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 what are we going to do about it? We might also give you a pill to help you get out of blood pressure. By the way, we can we can say. In that pill. So this is 
This is, I think this will be a really great analogy to, to think through on our paradoxical both and kind of thinking that Western medicine, traditional Western medicine, is built on black-white. And in fact, the vast, vast majority, I don't know what the, you know, 99% or 97% or whatever of medications are very, very specific in what they do. They are black and white. And they most often block a metabolic pathway. So a natural pathway. Uh, yeah, that if you didn't have you would have already died. You know, that you have to have in order to live. And but they're blo- so let's take It reminds me what's the what's the thing called there are people who don't I mean they can't feel pain. They can't, like they don't have nerves. That's a pretty rare thing. Yeah. Yes. Or, or heck leprosy. I mean and leprosy is one of the symptoms which is yeah. terrible because then you get a wound and you don't even know and it's going to like you <laughs> would have kept on mountain biking with your broken uh, hand there. Po- he's po- I should tell you, I don't tell so I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, with all the awesome stuff I do mountain, I just did the Monarch crest trail. I did. We did. We did the Monarch crest trail. So we're out at above tree line. We did a mountain bike ride with these guys above tree line, plummeting down, not only these rocky paths, but they were wet and our hands are frozen <laughs> and all these reasons to have some really cool accident. Days later, I'm out screwing out with my family just in the national forest behind our house and walking up a tree and uh, lost my balance and would have been no big deal. But I caught my sandal on a branch and couldn't get it out and fell, put my hand down, apparently right on a stick. And it went through and, and came close to going through the back of my hand. So right in the palm of my hand, it was, it was you've seen it's a lot of stuff. Gnarly. It was pretty yeah, significant. Yeah. So I have a bandaged hand and um, my pain receptors work. That's right. But they gave you, they injected you and you Holy took a video smacks. of that guy sticking that thing in your, you know, <laughs> cleaning it out. Yeah. And you, it's like, wow, that, that's, that's, that's a blocker. Anesthe- and an anesthetic, a like atheist, it means, thesia means feel or, or pain. And of course I'm, and I'm today, I'm still taking my and, regimen and, of ibuprofen and Tylenol to try yeah. to block it off so I can exist. So you could, well, you don't need it to exist, but well, to sleep and to type and, and write. Yeah. But a so Motrin is a COX two inhibitor or uh, so cyclooxygenase something or other, and they're blockers. And and these wonderful pain medicines that you get at the dentist they block pain. And and the point there is, it's super, it's built on the knowledge, the awesome knowledge of biochemistry. And you go into a pathway and you find a chemical that blocks it. And you're like, wow, we can block your pain, and therefore we can do surgery, or therefore you can work and. And your, your, your hand doesn't hurt as much. It's, it's all blockers. So most of pharmaceuticals block. On the flip side, you just took a drink of water. Tea, tea. actually. Now tea. that you've turned me into tea. a tea guy. Well, both we're, I've, I've got my oolong. And you've got your... you got your milk oolong? I'm, what am I drinking? You, you've uh, got your fancy... Uh, oh, I have Formosa oh, yeah. oolong. Apparently, I'm an oolong guy. Yeah. All right. And and so, if I asked you, did the tea work? What did it do? Did it block I, and, anything? And you've always said, yeah. Did the broccoli work? Did it work? Did the salad and, work? And 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 it does, but it doesn't block a thing. It has thousands of, and so the opposite of blocking is enhancing, right? Or or doing or. Um, Building, growing, living, breathing, right? Like, now we're talking about life, or at least the biochemical side of life. And the zenith of that, that we're 
talking about today is is thinking or mind. And and you do need to drink water in order to do that or eventually you die. So did it work? Yes, it's working. But when you look at the complexity of mind and thinking and holding tension, you know, open hand, closed hand and making a decision, nobody would ever look back on a, on a fork in the road decision making process and say, wait, 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 I, I, I got to go eat my broccoli or, or something like that. They, now they, we might say you're in so much pain. We got to block the pain so you can think. Mm-hmm. And it, does that make well, a, yeah, like, well, uh, American medicine is all about the simplicity of the black and white and blocking. The efficiency, like we believe it. Yes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's super efficient. And you want your surgeon to be super so awesome with this. 10 people scalpel. with high blood pressure, just give them all high blood pressure medication. We're out of danger. We're out of danger. Generally. But the stories of those 10 peoples in their lives is so, and that's where I got, the, the frustrating side is the 300 pound, 25 year old playing video games all day long gets the same medicine as the 55 year old type A executive who's stressed out. They both have hypertension. Yeah, they both got the same medicine, and for the first three months, that makes absolute sense. But then you've you've got to start saying, well, what else is going on? And it's diametrically opposed on the spectrum of why they have. You've got to if we're talking about abundance and And well being and your goals of well true life of Uh, life. Yeah. Now, if you just want to exist. Then it doesn't matter. You know, take, matter. take your pill. It's very pill. efficiently to not die. Okay. Well, so, and as you're talking about this, and I, and I want folks to hear, it's been inter- – as I have striven <laughs> for black and white, good, bad, right, wrong. Out of efficiency's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I want to wake up and know what I can – what mm-hmm. I need to do to, to do best. And so here you are, and you got – I won't go into your whole story, but you got introduced to functional medicine. Your dad was a medical doctor. Um, you ultimately did go into medical school and became a medical doctor. You're in the Air Force initially. Then you go into traditional. Me- I mean, you've done the ER. You've done the. I mean, he's a medical doctor. Uh, you, you've done the normal MD stuff, and yet you have this heart for the root issue. How can so? By the way, if we think of Air Force yeah. as an example of, and and people would complain about military medicine or whatever, I'd say no, 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 no. It is a great application of efficiency to get the wounded soldier back to the front line. That's and and if Kevin Miller is the wounded soldier and his front line is his business, you better take a pain med for that pill because that hand you need to type. Right. And in that, or pull a trigger or fly an airplane. The goal is efficiently getting this person back to the front line. And if you just tore your hand up, we, that's You know, you didn't come to me for help. And if you did, I would have said, man, go to the ER. This is not about your right. broccoli and the way you think and all of the other. I did sit there and take videotapes of the whole thing. So I could ask you, okay, is this, is this legit? Yeah, yeah he did a good job. <laughs> okay. <thanks. laughs> and, 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 but the problem also in, in the American military that now let's go to the VA system, which is famously catastrophically problematic because now the people, when they say, but I'm not in pain. I just, I don't want diabetes or cancer or heart disease. Well, then the system is terrible. Not the American well, go, military, go but what, the American system. Go, go to what you said. This is to get you 
back out on the front line, not to give, to get you thriving, not to get you well-being and thriving. And if you're 75 and, and you'll remember the patient Jerry and now he's down in Florida and he's like, he's like, well, my, my, and I ask him every year, you know what? He's like, I want to be able to walk the beach with my grandkids. Well, you better be doing some other stuff. And he says, yep, I know. And you got another one who wants to do a hundred mile ultra marathon. Well, you better be different, doing some other stuff. Different yeah. protocol. I want to use your analogy, though, that with military, we're not going to send that guy that you just patched up generally and put him on the special forces plane for a special ops mission. We're going to take that guy and make sure that they are well-oiled, like a thoroughbred horse. They are yeah, ready for yeah. the Kentucky Derby. We're going to make them. And if they've got a big problem, they're out. They're off yeah. the team. Especially, just like so, you and the bike team. Well, I like the, I like the concept because, yeah, how often do is traditional medicine set it? Let's just get them on the front line so they can just do the minimums. And it's, yeah. and we accept that as the norm yeah, because okay. because the front line is usually sitting at a chair in front of yeah. the screen. Well, my my point with all this, where I came at it with the both and concept, is I initially wanted you to be Doctor Randy James, functional medicine doc, no pharmaceuticals, no hot pockets, no whatever. Yeah. It's nutritional supplements, it's whole foods, it's you know throw out your pantry and only eat this stuff. It's exercise this way. And yet what a gift, I think, well, yeah, what a gift that you did come from this. And so when you do have a patient, even today, if you have somebody who comes in and says, look, man, I want to be the best I can be. And you just take, or, you know, one of your employees takes their blood pressure and sees, oh my gosh, man, you're going to fall over. You're going to prescribe them a med. You're not going to sit there and go, no, I black and white, right, right, wrong, good, bad. I do not believe in you're going to with wisdom, which is what Wendy and Marianne brought us to say, okay. Let's look at this with open eyes, with wisdom, and look at both sides. This guy, thank God for the pharmaceutical. I don't want him to be on this. I want him to be on this as little as possible. But right now, what a saving grace. This is not a black and white. And let's work to get him over here. And what if he's so broken, and you brought me to this too, that we can't get, he needs a little bit forever. Yeah. But we're going to minimize as much as we can and we're going to bolster him as much as we can or him, her, whatever, uh, over here. And yet, and so it's the wisdom. Thank God in your, if you're going to be with integrity and morality as the doctor you want to be, you have to walk that both end, which is why, of course, I brought this to you because you're Dr. Bother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Almost every patient, every day. We, that is my, maybe one of the prime jobs is to step into their dilemma with them. It, that, to step into their pathway for an hour. And Mrs. Smith, you've got a fork in the road. You got lots of forks in the road in terms of eating and exercise and mindfulness. And where do you put your awareness and your, your, your hope and your heart? And all of that, that is the dilemma. And, and, and I, I, I agree. I, I want to step into that with people with wisdom at various places we can't take the same application for the 60 year old marathoner guy and the 60 year old oh my gosh i just want to hang not die and hang out with my grandkids very different pathway for for those people and yet each one has their dilemma of how do i make and you're right even and the reason and i think our story is great because i see steve smith you know looking at both of us and saying no, you can't be in the whitewater all the time. Yeah. And he loved you enough to say, no, right? Like there's, he didn't love you in the way of saying, okay, well, we're just going to cheat 
nature or the way God set things up to give you the chance to stay in the white water because ultimately that's not loving you. Yeah. And there, that, that dilemma is, it, it, it's, it's a subset of, of all of life. And you just mentioned, so he mentioned Steve Smith, uh, who was the leader of leader Potter's, of Potter's End, End and yeah. is the author of, do you remember his book? Uh, well, there's a, uh, Soul, Soul Care. Soul Care, I yeah. think. Yeah, Steve Smith, great, incredible guy who was, was good at this topic of, of both and. and. You know, here we are talking about health and wellness and, and medical. I mean, you and I have had the gift of walking together. How long have we known each other? Decade or 15 or something? About 15 now, 15 yeah. of... It'd be interesting to think through our journey in our hmm. black and whiteness also from a spiritual standpoint. And I'm going to put on their parenting because we spend so much time talking parenting. I'd say marriage too, but we, I feel like you and I, we talk parenting as much as anything with our kids mm-hmm. and how we have grappled with our propensities for black and white that we have seen. I can't keep doing that with my kids or with that kid. Mm-hmm. And again, this isn't to just, we're not, we're not everything like we said today, like, you know, everything leads to goodness or it's all good. We're saying, no, it's not. It's not all good. It's, it's not all we're, good. We're, it's not all good, but we're grappling with the both. End. And so we look at the kids and we look at my gosh, even the, I was thinking a minute ago about screens, right? We look at the problems that we have with the devices we have today and screen time and dopamine and all these things. And yet do our kids have their own devices? Yeah. Yes, yeah. they do. Um, is that a decided thing? So do you feel that was a black white? They do or they don't. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, but do you, but do you, because your kid has your kids, your three boys have phones. Is that me? So you're a believer, right? So you're black and white kids should have phones. Is right. that right, Doctor James? And, and yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, no. It's a we're trying to look at all the things. You and I talked recently, or not recently. It's been a while, but I, I was tempted to go. Okay, forget it, man. I'm out. I'm going to get a flip phone. I'm going to be one of those cool guys. I thought cool, <laughs> and get a flip phone. And like, if, but if I do, the things I'll have to opt out of the efficiencies. Yeah. Back to yeah, that, the, back the, to the admitted efficiencies. Of- Google Maps of, of soccer of practice of when and where and where soccer even, practice. They don't even and, text anymore. It's no, on an app. It's on an app and you won't know my kids school stuff. So I yeah. could take them out. I could, I could make that choice. Take them out, homeschool them, not have them involved in extracurricular stuff, not uh, participate in the wearable devices that yeah. we have in our phones. I mean, I could take that out because I think that there's some significant problems. Maybe the devices are doing more harm than good as a debate. Yeah. And you and I are grappling with it. What do we do in this culture today with our kids, with the things we want to be involved in? Do we participate in this and that? And there are so many, I I can't say, I was going to say undecided, but we obviously did decide. We have, we are daily. Yes, we, we have decided and we are daily. And at the same time, there's, I also decide, I probably use 10 apps on my phone that probably has 50 on there that I that are, I don't even know how they got on there and I'm daily deciding not to use them. And I think I could go to a simplified smartphone with 10 apps and my son is going to use five more apps or I use five that he doesn't use. And, you know, so Snapchat or whatever is, is prominent in their life. And it was the same thing. There's the danger, but also that's the participation of their friends. That's what they do. And am I going to draw a line and say, well, you can't do that. I did. 
uh, at least, you know, my youngest doesn't have it. And the middle one, it was a blended yes, no for several days. And how do we think about this? But ultimately they have it. And to pull that into a right, wrong, good, (laughs) bad, either, or we're looking at, and that's where I was so enamored with, you know, with Wendy and Marianne's book, uh, on most issues. I mean, there are some black and white. Yeah. Well, there, there, there are some absolutes today. I'm not going to jump off the peak of my house and try to land on the ground. It's just, I'm pretty, I feel pretty clear on that one. That's right. But so many of the others I'm looking at and going, man, it is both. There's a pros and cons list for screens. There's a pros and cons list for what we are not going to eat today, whether I'm going to exercise or not, how I'm going to deal with my finances. My we spent this morning, this is Friday. Most of our recordings are on Fridays after we have sat at the coffee shop overlooking the mountains today. We're outside because it's still beautiful here in Colorado and we're looking out and we're spirituality comes at the core of that and looking at that and going, man, I want to be black and white. There are some things that we believe to be true. And yet it's so difficult to just draw lines, make a container and fit everything in there. Part, Part of what we said was they are true, but you as Kevin Miller cannot wrap your mind around all truth. That there's always an edge of, I believe this to be true, and I'm not sure about that one. And the evaluation on all fronts are uh, is there. It's less, we, we use the analogy of, you know, today you're not going to wonder what it feels like to drive on the left-hand side of the road. Right? Like, you can, and it's true that in some parts of the world they drive on the left-hand side of the road, but out of efficiency, you know, you could go find a dark, you know, unpopulated area in America and try it out, just see what happens. But why, right? Like, and same thing with your clothes. Like you and I don't spend a whole lot of thought on clothes. Somebody else does. That's a value add for them. And then the biggies, marriage, parenting, you know, and you and I have put a lot of value on eating, on eat this or that. And you know, well, I, no, or, it's great. Like today I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really grappling both and with, am I going to have an affair or not? Right. Not yeah. really on the table. Um, or not to make this an, an evil thing. It's, it's, it's not, but I'm, I'm, I have no thought of going through the drive through at a fast food restaurant. It's just not right. on there. I'm grateful for that efficiency. I'm not going to grapple with that one today, but relationally I will, I may with, just well, where you spend your time today. Yeah. Or, fi- is, or money or, or uh, money. Yeah, exactly. Um, Priorities. And, yeah. um, that's a big one. I mean, every day with our spouses, who's picking up the kids, who's going to spend the time because picking up kids is very inefficient. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and then today's probably my day and I pick up the kids and I'm trying to think of something, you know, brilliant to say, how's your day today? And <laughs> how do I make this ride home when I have you for five minutes? valuable or whatever. And you Cause, know, cause then if you don't, and I grapple with this and if I don't, if I don't take captive this time <laughs> in the car with my kid, then I think I'm just a chauffeur. Seriously. Right. I, yeah. I, I make X or amount worse, per you're hour. ruining your kid. Oh, you're, well, that's true too. <laughs> I was just thinking about you're failing at job and failing at parenting at the same time. Cause sometimes I think could, I could just pay somebody to do this. I'm spending so much of my time running this kid here. I could pay somebody to do it. Maybe I, maybe, maybe they would even parent them better. 
maybe so or not give them or me anxiety or 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 whatnot and and maybe i would spend that time more productively if i spent that time meditating maybe i would be a better dad when i am when you got home though the truth is i'd probably just spend it doing more of the same and it wouldn't matter it's kind of like that thing of what would you do if you had an extra hour of the day right or if you could fly to japan in an hour and whittle it away with the other junk that i fill my day with often um yeah, and the I, and well, okay. So our conclusion on that has been to, or at least I won't put words in your mouth. My conclusion is to say, okay, I'm. Not, I know I'm not going to pay somebody to do that. I'm going to go. Are you not? I've really thought about it. Some I've grappled. Well, here's why. Okay, because because it is a captive moment. Yeah, but I can't go into the captive. The moment is captive because we're sitting in the car. But I can't go into that with a demand or a black white about son. I want to know every minute of, of your day. And I thought you were saying an agenda. That. An agenda. Which I always I, have an agenda, or I could. Well, but you're, after the, our conversation today, maybe you shifted a little bit to say, okay, my agenda today is not to have an agenda, or it's to be. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, now my challenge is to say the words to this sixth grader. How are you doing? I care about you. I'm here with you. Uh, and, and just... Kind of let it be, and and I don't want to just let go and let any like if he whips out his phone, I might say, hey, you know, we. How about I'll, a conversation? I'll hit him on my shoulder and say, hey, I, I'm your dad. I'm, 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 I'm right over here. You don't even have to text me. <laughs> and and there'll be a chuckle, but will that be a little kernel of their left rights and decision making processes? And of course it is. But you and I have gone into that parenting with. Probably with hubris and arrogance that the way my kid turns out is a lot about how I did whatever I do. And I think that's truer when they're one and two and three and less truer at 14, 15, 16, 17. And, and, and we have to change. We have to you can't be black and white on that parenting. <laughs> it's funny as you're talking about, I so often with certain kids, uh, especially the ones that aren't the most thrilled of school. And I'll say, so was today better than normal, normal or worse than normal. (laughs) So I'm going to laugh at that so much, but you know what my, we haven't talked about the day to day clinic stuff, but almost every appointment we'll begin with. And And I'm actually teaching people and saying for every other doctor appointment in your future, you need to have this mindset. And I look at them and I say, is your trajectory, your pathway, a little bit better, about the same, a little bit worse. And so each person, like the one guy who's running, he'll be like, man, my time, like you, you'll say, I'm hitting PRs. I, I'm, I'm trajectorying a little bit better. And somebody else will say, you know what? I was fine until the other day. And I don't know what happened, but gosh, the last, my, my sleep went off. I'm a little worse. Hmm. And that's what you're asking. And, and you have that dialogue within yourself. And a default mode network of, am I okay? Am I not okay? Am I okay? Am I not okay? And like we said this morning, we're all built. God built us with a little bit more of a bigger ear towards not okay. Protect myself from harm. Protect myself from disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And, and, a, and a little bitty thing like, oh, wow, what beauty we saw this morning in the fall colors and the warmth of the sunshine and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. But And we're back to big pharma can nail in and go into and say, slice, we're going to focus in on this bad thing in you. 
But there is no such thing as big pharma that says, wow, look what that broccoli did for you. Can mm-hmm. you imagine the complexity? You just scratched your head, Kevin Miller. Your 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 body did it. You didn't even think about that. Well, I thought you can talk about poop. That's always been your. <laughs> oh, I love the miracle of a bowel movement. <laughs> the the worshipful moment of the bowel Worship. movement every morning, and a hundred million critters just. I, I saw went a thing. Somewhere. I saw a thing this morning. One of my daughters sent, and it was a a, a little parody on you know just go with your gut. She said, "Go with my gut." My gut can't even digest food. I got IBS. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. My gut. My gut going. smells like. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's go. funny because there again in the patient world, that phrase of gut intuition and go with your gut and the brain gut connection, and then most I, I'm saying that to people who have, who their chief complaint is gut oriented, and then we'll make a big joke because at the end i'll often say ah let's just go with your gut on this one and oh. uh-huh well it, it, it that one and that one's gosh that's another topic another show but yeah the gut brain connection is convicting to me i mean talk about thinking about what i'm going to eat or not eat or how i'm going to deal or not deal with anxiety and how it affects my gut and how that affects my brain and how that affects my everything, my mood, yeah. my whatever. And, and I tend to really focus on creativity these days as I'm book writing and writing for shows and whatnot and my creativity, man. And it's the, I mean, I feel still like that is still top of the list. If I'm lacking physiology, physiologically, sure, that it's going to affect my psychology Absolutely. and I can't make decisions well i can't be creative i can't critical thinking right and that that is the zenith yeah those things are what go now i can do busy work and so i not think the zenith not right no right. it's just Easier, the yeah, answering right. emails taking care of bills or whatever it might be i can do that stuff and that's what i'll revert to on those days when i think man i just can't i can't get the good stuff out yep and I want the good stuff. Yeah. And so, and we, we have, we, because of the success of creative people over the last hundred or 50 years or whatever, such a large part of our population can actually live without the good stuff. Uh, actually, call it normal. I, I just feel a calling. You ready? We're, we're going to go down. We're going to go into deep water here for a second. Just on both and thinking. Because here's, this is a very acute um, yeah, I'm not even going to try to be politically correct on this. You guys just have to go with the analogy on both and thinking, getting to the heart of the wisdom of this. Um, we, we grew up in the church, in the religion, and I'm not throwing that out, but of, uh, premarital sex is bad. Mm-hmm. That's how we grew up. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a lot of the tenets of, of Christianity. And so I'm not going to make a commentary on that, but as we then have kids and are talking about that, you came to me and I, I assume you got it from somewhere and said, at the end of the day, Kevin, with that daughter, do you want, what is more important to is let's take a daughter mm-hmm. to have a, a virgin daughter. She's made it. She's 25, 30 or made it to the wedding. She's or to have a relationship with her, if you have to choose. You brought that to me. Mm-hmm. I remember that. This is a key Sitting both and thing. I don't know where it came from, but... And, and my past would have said, dude, the, the point, the black and white, the good, the bad, the truth, the, you know, the, is uh, no premarital sex, period. 
No, no ifs, ands, buts. That's most important. And, and you, but you brought that to me. You weren't even challenging me. We were just discussing it, but said, is that, but because with the converse then is saying, are you okay with that? But not having relationship with your daughter, you achieved that goal of bringing her up righteous and true. And what guys and folks, again, this is not a commentary on premarital sex. I'm not, but it was a real analogy in my life between the two of us or with the two of us. And am I okay with that, but not having relationship with my daughter, which to me means I have no influence. I may have no love from that person. So I achieved that goal. Is that more important to me? But I would take it even further. Is that most important? If I feel like I have goodness and, and viability and relevance as her father, if I lose relationship with her, I'm out. And there are a lot of other things to consider in her life beyond just premarital sex or not. Mm-hmm. And it was a key, it was to me, it was a big highlight again of this both and thinking that I have been brought to more and more as a parent, mm-hmm. as a spouse, as a, my gosh, just as a, as a striving human, as a child of God or whatnot of these, of having to look at it. And again, I'm not wanting to throw, and this was not the point of, uh, of Wendy's book. It's not to throw out right, wrong, good, best, but to it, say, we, if you're, if we're going to, if we're going to make the wisest decision that we can with what we've got, we really need to consider deeply both sides. Even, and we, we talked this morning and I talked about it with Wendy, I think on the show of abortion and, uh, you know, politics and, and, and this inefficient calling to consider and grapple with both sides on things that are, that are important enough. And some we're going to say or not, I'm not going to debate some of the traffic laws because I just don't want to take it and what I'm just going to do it. Yep. It's just efficient. I'm not going to debate. I'm not today. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time grappling on food. I've kind of found what works for me. I'm just going to eat that. But some other things are going to come up that I've got to make decisions on that are probably not life or death moral. They're not moral issues. I'm looking at my own well being, and I, Either way is probably okay, but what's best for me? Well, I need to take the time and consider mm-hmm. is today savings best or making this expense for an experience for my kid or my family or to give the money away to somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I, is it a time to invest in yourself and your own well being and your own aloneness, or is this a time to? to invest in a relationship with somebody else uh, and to sacrifice the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you say money and you know, is it wise for you? Should you have a a fully funded retirement account? Is that, is that wisdom? Asked Dave Ramsey. Uh. (laughs) You would say, yes. Okay. And yet here's your family member who just lost their home. They have no insurance. They're going to be out in the streets. Should you give it to them? Tuffy. There's a both and there's pros and cons, which I like that. I've been thinking about that more when I was a kid making decisions. I don't know. I'm sure my parents came up with this from some parenting book or something like that. And I remember a decision. My dad said, okay, let's make a pros and cons list. He used to piss me off. I just wanted a decision, make a pros and cons list and make me think through it. It's really good. It's, it's what I'm telling my older teenagers now. Don't make me make an answer for you. You tell me. Or, Dad, can I go spend the night at some? Well, you know what I'm going to say. 
Well, you just, be, be legit. You had a kid recently just say, okay, so my buddy and his dad put a camper out in the woods or something like that, yep. and we're going to have a party. Is that cool? Uh, well, who's there and how long and, and yeah, what, are, there, what are the rules? Are boys, and- <laughs> girls, drugs, alcohol. What are we talking about here? Spears? Uh, yeah. Guns, knives. It, 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 and, and I, we were talking about that this morning too. With I, I get where your 16-year-old mind is. No parents. Like, this is cool. Adultness. No rules. We get to... Okay, I get that. But think... Help. I'm going to help you because at that stage of the game, I felt my calling was to come in and say, let me help you think through this. And when you ask me this question next year I, or next month or whatever, I would really appreciate it. And I think you'll be, be, be becoming a better adult if you can just lean forward with dad Here's who's there. Here's what we're going to do. Here's when I'll be home. Here's when. And, and it's amazing that I'm, we're still on, you know, four or five years of having that conversation and it still isn't happening naturally yet, but I'm hopeful that my, that they will demonstrate wiser thinking. Yes. And yes. And both. And yeah, you're so good at that, by the way, I got to say that with the, on this both and thing of you, of you, seldom use the word, but you'll say yes. And you do that with me so much. It's so respectful. It's always, thank you. So hold on. But that, that kid that you're talking about, it's a literal kid who's 17, 16, 16. So a six year kid, as that discussion is happening back to my story on the, you know, virgin or relationship, uh-huh. I'm thinking about that all the time now, especially with, because you, so you have a 16 year old son, I've got a 17 and 16, I got 17 and 16 year old sons. And when this issue, when something, uh, a, a decision, a parental, you know, thing comes up, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, here we are. This is a fine line. And I remember it. I remember, yeah. I was, I was a, and it doesn't seem like that long ago. Yeah, and I think of it specifically with boys. I was a 15-year-old, 16-year-old boy with a sh- for me I had a short fuse on keeping my respect and loyalty, maybe shorter than most, so maybe I'm I'm more acute or, or or it is more acute to me. But I'm looking at it and that question comes across and I'm thinking, okay, here it is. There's one is the issue and mm-hmm. two is our relationship. Mhm. But you could say that for anything. We can say that for a business relationship, for a marital relationship. We've yeah. got the issue, and we have the relationship, and I have to hold both. both. Of the, talk about the which both Wendy of the in the book she called it the dilemma, or uh, right there was the I think word. So. We have the dilemma. There is no right, wrong, good, bad. There is no clarity here. It's a dilemma. Yeah, because that to your son it, is it wrong to let him right, stay out there I, in the woods? Like. God is going to smite thee down if, if thee do whatever. And whereas if you jump off the building of your roof, yes, <laughs> there's a consequence that's fairly black and white there. But in this particular case, it could be awesome. It's, it could be something Well, else. we joked about it, remember, because I have another son who I won't name. And we're like, if he came to me asking that, we'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah, please, please. Here's 20 bucks. Go talk to another kid. <laughs> go, go, don't be such an introvert. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll buy you beer. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll help you do that. Okay. Not really. But, not really. But, but, but the theoretically, point, yeah, yeah, the other different. kid is like, whoa, well, I have rains on there. I, I, my two boys, Your I would two go, boys on, are just on like one, that, I'm going to yeah. go, Ooh, we may need to look at this. And the other one, I'm going, Oh my gosh, I'm I'm so grateful that you're interested in the social engagement. Yeah. There's a great example. We have the dilemma 
And, and your kids, now your kids are going to be wise. They're going to understand that. I think they would. A lot of kids wouldn't be able to step back and say, yeah, I can see dad how for one brother, you made this rule, but for the next brother, it, it seems like a, you like, you're not being fair. Yeah. Double standards, double standards. And yeah. And, and the reason why it's not a double standard and why I think also, you know, when Jesus so often said, well, you have heard it said this way, but what I'm going to say is kind of like this way is the, there is a thread, there is a principle, there is somewhere beyond us an absolute truth, but the application in this situation or that situation is going to be so nuanced. And, and the, I, I, yeah, I think if we land on a word that relationship intention in dilemma is the critical key thing that well most when it comes to dilemma is the critical thing in in many situations again i don't need a relationship with the pilot or the surgeon i just want him to do the black white and and if you one day said hey would you jump off the building with me i'm gonna say no i'm not gonna be in that relationship so again, there is going to be some days of black and white that you would also say to your son, son, I, I'm so sorry. And I really deeply desire a relationship with you, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to affirm that or do that. Or there is going to come that point. And maybe to the other son, you might say, yeah, I'll do that with you. But you're, but you're going to be in a relationship. The relationship. Just, and you're going to, cons- and have the respect to consider. I, I don't think there's, consider, there's hardly yeah. anything that I could say that I could walk into your office and go, Hey, Randy. That I could say that you wouldn't, even if it was the it's dumbest a, thing you a ever, dumb thing, a dumbest right. thing you ever heard, <laughs> that you wouldn't consider. You respect me enough, and I think you're just mature enough as a human that even if you lost respect for me, you would still. Right, I'm I'm safe enough in my own skin. Yeah, and I'm safe with you. That whatever you brought into the door, I, I is probably not going to be jumping off a building. It's well. Let's go to one something that is real. Like we've got friends, and we're in Colorado, so marijuana is is. I mean, just the other day on one of our trips, it was there. Like we could have. Man, as I've been this summer, uh, going around to different, you know, sports events and and stuff, it's, I'm just it's, yeah, I'm it's used the to culture. The, I'm getting it's, used to the smell. It's just I like the smell. At any yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's kind of whatever it is, but. All at the same time, out of respect for my wife, who would, I think I would be a little bit more prone to try out of curiosity, and she would not. And so that in relationship with both of these people, and of course our friends over here, if I said, well, my wife, they're like, dude, done. Like, I respect your marriage enough that I would not even tread on that at all. And I would say the same thing to them. Um and then, you know, another layer over is ketamine and ayahuasca and ibogaine and all these other kind of things. Like, uh, even right now, cocaine is still used in the hospitals to do certain kind of surgeries. There's a time and a place where cocaine is the right choice. But it's so... Uh, but, but maybe not tonight at dinner. Right. And For same us. with marijuana. Or, but wine, maybe a little bit more. Chocolate, maybe a little bit more. But not every day all the time. But it is Friday night. It is Friday night. And, oh, by the way, that Miami, I think I brought... Cabernet. My, he's talking about wine. A, a wine is called Miami, the Pinot. Yeah. I can't, because I remember you thinking, eh, but I think you should try the, the Pinot. It's, it goes in my top five. I, I've actually been playing with Pinot Grigio, a white, and some Sauvignon Blanc. Some of them are terrible it's, to I, me. I, some of them are kind of, I'm just, playing. I'll have to, yeah. Okay. See, I, we're, I want, we're expanding. I want to add, we are both in. 
Red and white wine. <laughs> <laughs> Tea and coffee. Dude, I feel right. really wise. Okay, wisdom. I, 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 that's where I was going because when, you, when we talked just now about double standard, it just kind of – I hadn't thought about it. That that is the risk as a father, as a leader, influencer, just a person, is if I don't have this line, draw it, stick to it, then do I come across having a doubled standard? And the biggest word that none of us like, I know I don't, is hypocrite. Or inauthentic even. Like hypocrite goes way over there, but the word authenticity yeah. is such a buzzword. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and this came up with Wendy, and it's come up recently. Oh gosh, it came up with my daughter. I don't think she'd mind us mentioning her name, Eliza. So I have a daughter. She's vegan. She believes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. She literally believes. She believes it's better for the planet, better for everything. And yet, right now, she's struggling with health because of me. Well, not struggling. What she's well, my recommendations. Oh yes, have- yes, because you have her looking at her gut issues and whatever, and you're recommending keto. It is really hard it's to hard do to keto as a vegan. vegan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is it for us, it's not that it's not, well, it was even hard for me for a while. Cause I only did fish. Now I've, I was gonna say deviated. That sounds bad. I've, <laughs> I've evolved or whatever. So I'm, I'm trying some other meats too, but anyway, so she's, uh, looking at doing that and has to hold the both end of her, some of her beliefs that are moral. Yeah. Now, honestly, it is. Yeah, she it's, looks at the, at the earth. And if you really get into meat and agriculture, it's hard to make a case for eating meat or eating a lot of meat. So I'm, I'm really with her in that. And yet over here, she's looking at her health and she just wants to feel good. And what if she, I think she's a little scared right now. What if she feels great on meat, animal products and vegetables? This is, this is such a great example because in the very next breath I could say, well, I think you can make a case that eating meat is good for the earth if you're doing farming and husbandry in a way well, that... which few of us are going to do. Well, right. But, but, but right now, the biggest, biggest problem on, I would say, planet Earth health-wise is the incredible overabundance of plants called rice, corn, and beans, and carbs. Oh, was, oh, and sugar. I was going to say sugar. Sugar's a plant. Yeah. yeah so it is the central... But this, but this came up, but this issue of double standard and hypocrite came up for her because she wants to be vegan. I mean, she's got the yeah, vegan it, it, bumper sticker. She's got whatever. And yet now she's that, going to that, eat that. So is that a double standard? She's going, no, I still believe in it, but I got some other things at work here. It's that inner self-conflict of. Yeah. And she wants to be authentic. I want to be yeah, an authentic to, vegan to, and to, an authentic. To herself. Yeah. Uh, whatnot. And yet to look, if we look at wisdom, I, th- I, I think about the proverbial, and I'm not being sexist, but you know, the, the wise man sitting on the hill with his long beard and yeah. people coming to him and they go, so is it, you know, to my thing, what's best carrots or hot pockets and how now I'm looking at how ignorant I would think of him if he goes, Oh, pff, carrots in a story. That's the line on my birthday. Yeah. If I'm starving to death and I can't get carrots. I mean, yeah. And he's not going to sit there and consider and say, like you do as a doc, tell me about you. What's but don't you think that so that's the proverbial kind of joke that if there is a truly wise man at the top of the mountain, that his answer would be, hmm, tell me about yourself. Do you remember? Do you remember like the old schoolhouse rock? There was something like that. There was some kind of old schoolhouse rock wise man. I, mean, I can hear it in my mind's eye. If I we weren't in the middle of the show, I'd look it up. But it was. I remember that you, you just brought it to mind. Hmm. Hmm. That should right. be the, the word consider, like you just said. 
that both of us respect each other. And I think I respect almost, you know, if somebody doesn't come walking in my front door, you know, with a gun or something that anybody I'm going to respect to say, well, tell me about yourself. And yet that gets into the religiosity that we grew up in that says, no, there are absolute truths in the story. This is it. And yet I even look biblically, if we get into the Bible and it's, and it's not to take away absolute truths, but we see a lot of double standards from God from Jesus even in this one setting he says no don't do that the fool is going to go you know drink wine and crowds with his friends and over here Jesus is drinking wine and crowding with his friends and 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 we want to draw the line right and as you said and this is a, a talk on religion but you and I have talked so much about this both and in religion we want a container and we kind of need one and I'm grateful for the container that I have for my health and wellness with food with some exercise there are some some fairly relevant parameters that are hard to totally dismiss there may be exceptions but overall that we see the stats here spiritually I think we do too but that gets muddy or right it's very inefficient to talk this way it gets um offensive i would say potentially offensive offensive Uh, well and you know the blue red states and the abortion debate and and the you know what religion is right wrong and 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 yet at the same time a plane either flies or it doesn't and and this is again this is why i love this conversation and (laughs) brought it to you and had the, had Marianne on the I mean uh, or uh, Wendy on the on the show about this book because you and I spend so much talking time talking about this stuff and it's not I, we don't even use the term of okay to play uh, you do once in a while but you're not really doing it playing devil's advocate you're just saying because we don't play devil's advocate just for the fun of it okay we really believe this so let's just go ahead and talk about the other side it's not that flippant it's this is real stuff we're talking about it's right. real kids real parenting real marriage real business real money real spirituality real health i mean these issues and if you're really in the depths of them i think that you cannot just draw an immediate line an either or a black and white you've got to you've got to got to as you said hmm Maybe that should be the book title. Hmm. <laughs> Consider, and then to not not to be facetious, but to bring us to, to almost bring it full circle. Uh, we're going to end the show. And we're going to go eat a food that is a black and white decision. We're going to sit on the deck, and and I brought some milk, uh, goat milk kefir, and that's that's not it a soda. Terrible, <laughs> and and it is. I don't have anything, uh, and I don't feel like fasting, so I'll have to come up with something. I, I got some extra kefir. I don't want any. <laughs> have you tried it? It just sounds bad. You haven't even considered it. I haven't. You I've made up threw away the last hour unwise. of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, pick you your battles. You made a black and white decision. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think sushi sounds better or something. <laughs> well, okay, so that... As we kind of wind up, and, and I, at the front side, I joked, Kevin, we're going to talk for an hour, and we're going to come to a non-conclusion. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be okay. But we're still going to drive on the right-hand side of the road. We're going to eat food, or we're going to fast. And and that's where I think the... Well, oh, hold on. We're, we're not... That, I, I feel like that's a huge point of it that matters to us, matters to me right now, is, is it possible to make an overarching, long-term conclusive decision on everything. And we're saying not many things, but moment by moment, day by day, we are constantly having to 
come to a conclusion. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a conclusive decision on if I eat or not, what I eat or not. If I spend time with my family or not, if I'm kind or not. Right. I may not consciously decide I'm going to be unkind or kind, but in the moment it's going to happen. And I have, I'm going to choose, am I going to go with my feeling, with my mood or with my intent, my expectation, my desire. And is it fair? I just had a mental picture that there, there, there's a, a, I was thinking of like, like a think of horizon on the earth out there. There's a big picture rainbow or I'm going to call it the arc. A-R-C-H-E, like an arc of yeah. thinking. What you and I would call the bigger, the beyond, the more. And I do think that is not God himself, but he is representing himself to us in a way that we can perceive. We cannot contain all of God, but we can perceive an arc of what is the core truths or something like that. And then underneath that, that's my horizontal direction. I'm not going that way. I am going to go that way. And, and underneath that, that's going to influence my yes, no, black, white, good, bad. Am I going to drive on the right-hand side of the road, left-hand side, eat a Hot Pocket or a carrot? Over most of my time, I'm probably going to choose a carrot because, you know, my arc is this way. And, and, and the philosophers, and, and, but the minute that somebody comes to me and says, your arc is wrong. Uh, well, I'll consider that because that, that's a big, whoa, whoa, that's a big statement. Now they could have told me, uh, you know, or I can, if we want to look at the, at the right now, carrots or hot pockets, well, if you're overweight or your blood pressure is high, your cholesterol is high, we can draw some conclusive evidence that there's too many hot pockets. If your, if your arc is also one, if I want to be 60 and, and run a mile, then, well, okay, then there, there's, there's noise there. There's lack of alignment there. Kevin, you're going to have to choose more carrots. Okay, but are you calling carrots? No, 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 no. We're going to go, don't hold me down to that. But what about your arc? And, I'm, and now there we can say, is it right, wrong, good, bad? And, and, uh, and most people would be willing to step into a, a debate, not a debate, a tension of the both end. Because now, like imagine the trajectory. If we make just an nth degree change right now, 20, 30 years from now, that's how you either build hypertension or a healthy heart. And I would say, yeah, that's right. How much yeah. sugar you eat or how much exercise you do on a daily basis of yes, no, black, white, good, bad. But the second you come back into today and say, thou shalt run thy five miles, uh, okay, like that could hurt somebody in their trajectory or it could help somebody well, else your, in their trajectory. Your arc has me thinking about what we talked about this morning, a truth or, or, or no, no, a value, which we didn't use that word. I love that. Value. It's saying, what's the value? If I go back to my daughter, what is her value? It's the health of herself and of the earth. She cares about the earth. Some people don't, some people care about the earth and not the health of themselves. She values both. She's putting that out here. That's her arc. That's her trajectory, her goal. And how does she get there? And she may say, well, it seems like the best way to get here is this. I read this book by whoever, and she tries that, but it's not working for her or it's not working for the earth. And she has to adjust it. She stays authentic to that belief and truth and that value, but how she gets there today, she's going to get there by eating whole foods and whatever. When she is, when you're on the alone show that, yeah. I don't know, show documentary, whatever, yeah. and you're set out in the woods. She'll eat a porcupine. I was going to say, I was going to say a roach or a porcupine, whatever is, is going to. Because best. in that short arc of 90 days or however long, 
it's a higher value. Keeping herself alive and yeah. ticking is that higher value. And so if we're looking and going, here is my value today, I have accessibility <laughs> to this knowledge. I think Eliza would also respect me enough and I would respect her enough that if I said, well, you know, I read this book and here is a way to uh, grow fish in such a way that it actually helps the coastline. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the data for that and blah, blah, blah. And, and forever, there will be some tension and some debate over these arcs. And both of us, like, I don't think she would come to see me today and say, oh, you're wrong. And, and we need to... No, there's some of that right now where she's agreeing with it and she's going, oh, but it just, I haven't eaten it so long. It's just kind of yucky. That's, okay. I, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't. That's why they made fish pills or fish oil pills, right? <laughs> like you're either going to eat sardines or, or deal, or it's really hard to get enough omega-3s from algae. Like not too many people eating a lot of that stuff either. And I was like, gosh, this is, so in the arc of the way you think about planet health and, and, and plant health and fish health in, in your own health, it ultimately, and here's part of the problem, is it's unprovable one way or the other, and yet we're living in a world where politics is such that I know the answer, I'm certain, this is the way, your way is wrong, my way is right, and I'm going to legislate it. Oh, that's so hard. That's so hard. It's okay on, you know, driving on the right-hand side of the road. Okay. Or, but now we're debating, like I saw something where, you know, what language is the law written in now is, is a big issue in terms of English or Spanish on driving signs and stuff like that. Well, okay. But to bring, yeah, I don't, I don't want to think about that. Well, you got me thinking about the kids at some point, dude, we're on a road trip. We're stopping here. I know you're vegan. You're not. You like this. We're going to Chipotle. Figure it out. Don't eat or not. We're going to one restaurant here. Because at the end of the day, the efficiency. The efficiency. And I'm the one driving the yeah. car. So here we go. Ultim- you know, what I just wrote down as I'm thinking about this and thinking about our kids and all these discussions, the black and white that I get to participate in and hold on to and have comfort and security in is my value. What I value when I look okay. at the cures, I can say that this is what I, it's not, there's no way it's going away that you can take away or that I'm going to grapple with. Hmm, do I want to be healthy or not? I do. Mm-hmm. I want to live as long. I want my health span and my lifespan as long as I can. That is an absolute value. Okay, Kevin. So what's the black and white either or of how to, how you're going to achieve that? I don't know today. The best I can figure out is this. And it may, I have a value of, of physical activity and literally mountain biking. I want that to be a long part. If this had injured my hand anymore, that may be taken out of the equation, Mm -hmm. at least to the ability. So I'll, but so I'll switch to, well, I am right now running, you know, and if I have a foot injury, I'll see if I can row somehow, but my values black and white. Mm Mm-hmm. But you would never come to me and insist that I have that value or to your kids even and insist that they have that value. Um, um, but I, I'm, I, for most humans, there is going to, well, okay, murder, right? Like you are going to insist that, and, and my point there is to say that even though that's your black and white, you also aren't creating a black and white, <laughs> 
uh, that you're imposing upon the rest of the world. But you are, you are, impo- you are imposing upon the rest of the world that they not murder you. Yeah, no, you are, you are insisting. I was kind of going on agreement. No, right, right. No, I was kind of going into just my own desire as a human to have some things that are solid, that are yeah. consistent, that are a goal, that are a belief, a faith. And I know that I know that I want to be as well as I can physically yeah. and, and mentally. That's a value that I hold true. And yet I want the Randy James, give me the pillars. What are the absolute ways to get there? And you're saying, I, it depends. It depends. And it's probably going to change and morph and evolve so much. It probably, we probably won't get to a point of going, you know what? Vegetables aren't good for you. Probably not going to happen. You know, we kind of joke about that, but I guess we can continue to remain open we, we, and we, something goofy we did, changes. We kind of ruined wheat. Like, I don't know that wheat yeah. will ever recover I think when Jesus broke bread, it was probably some good life-giving bread. Today, I don't know if you can find that bread very well. Right? Like, nobody ever, ever, ever would have said that uh, for the previous tens of thousands of years of whatever. And yet now we can say, wow, we kind of messed that one up. up." And, okay, well, how are we going to... And rice and corn and beans and all these other kind of things that are, well... To us, the value is going to be over the ark. I'm going to try to eat less of those. But if I'm the starving kid in Ethiopia, I'm, I'm not going to think about that at all. I'm going to be grateful for my rice and beans and and hope to do as best I can down that pathway. Uh, yeah, that that uh, the the both mm-hmm. the both and thinking has at the end of the day. Maybe that is our our you know well temporary right now conclusion is that. I want to be in relationship with both of the both and the ands. Gosh, it's hard to conclude. Yeah. We'll <laughs> conclude with that. Okay. Okay, friends, if you want to dig in deeper, I recommend Winnie Smith and Marianne Lewis's book, Both and Thinking, Embracing Creative Tensions to Solve Your Toughest Problems. Thank you again for choosing to tune into the Self-Helpful Podcast. If you got value, be great if you left a review. Best of all, talk with somebody about what you learned here today, what you heard, what you thought about. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others. 